Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. Talk a little bit this time about what's going on in inflation and how the federal, state, and local governments are very likely to spend their money going forward. Quick look at the numbers. Headline inflation, the CPI came in 6.8, a lot of commotion. Unemployment numbers down 4.2, and the latest initial claims below 190, 184. That's actually a statistical anomaly. I think that'll correct up a little bit, but initial claims are down. It's below the average of what it was before the pandemic, and it's going to stay that way. The rest of the numbers, oil, the Saudis are working real hard to try and keep the price of oil up. They might be able to keep it in the 70s, 50-50 chance. The rest of the uh, interest rates we'll talk about when we're deep in the discussion on inflation. CPI, there it is, 6.8. It's kind of popped up a little bit. You've seen this stuff before. Nothing like it's been in the past. The red is basically the CPI, and the important part of this is on goods. It is stuff. It is the price of uh, potatoes, whatever particular commodity is more expensive than it was before. It's stuff. It's stuff that's waiting in line or isn't moving or is in short supply. So the price goes up. Bigger part of that are the service side, which is down there in the blue, and it's not doing much of anything. Price of services, fees, a lot of that stuff, which is a bigger part of this economy, is fine. A lot of headlines in the media talking about consumer sentiment feeling that inflation is the most important problem in the world this day. Well, yeah, okay, inflation is up, and here's another piece of scale. But as it turns out, the whole study was based on about 850 people talked to over the phone. I'm not sure they understand the scale or the scope of what might be going on in the inflation right now, but don't put a lot of credence into it. The market, in some respects, has overreacted a little bit. These are tips. You know, these are inflation-adjusted, inflation-sensitive government bonds. They are so popular, and they're, quote, gone up so much that they bought themselves into a negative yield. That means people are paying more than par, more than a dollar for a dollar's worth of bond. They're paying 101, 102, driving the yield into negative numbers just to own a bond that's sensitive to inflation. Some of this is being politically correct. Some of it is federal funds or government funds or pension funds that need to look good, but they're just buying them. From my perspective, the truth of the matter is pretty clear here. I know this is a couple of boring little slides, but if you bear with me, over there on the left is the two-year. That's representative of short rates. Short rates are really three months, and they're at 0.06, but the two-year is a very representative market. It has been going up. The yield has been going up, meaning the price is coming down. People aren't owning short-term because they're worried about rates going up. Okay. The long bond, the long-term, the mortgage rates, everything considered long is best represented in the 10-year note. And it's been going kind of horizontal. That's mortgage money. If you notice the previous number of mortgages are still at 3.1. No overreaction there. This combination of the two-year and the 10-year would ordinarily be viewed as, if I was looking at it, gee, it looks like we're headed into a recession maybe and the Federal Reserve is a little tight. Maybe they need to raise rates a little bit. 
There's nothing magic about that. I'm not the only one that reads these numbers this way. It's more likely the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates if they do anything at all in the near future. So on the right, the 10 years suggests to me that the earliest the Federal Reserve might raise would be this time next year, and that might be a quarter of a point. So we'd go from zero to a quarter of a percentage point. If you look at the left, people selling out of the short term, thinking there's a recession coming, all kinds of things, that'd tell you they're going to start raising rates in the spring or the summer. I don't believe that for a minute. Fundamentally, I think the Federal Reserve is doing a great job. And from a practical standpoint, the last three iterations of the Federal Reserve, the different chairmen, all of them have done a great job keeping this stuff and especially inflation under control. The issue has been inflation is too low. Federal spending, it's not out of hand. We had to borrow a little money for the pandemic. It has been corrected. Even the average number is way down now. They are not borrowing any more money than they have to. In fact, last week, there was about $40 billion in two years and $60 billion in 10 years. It sold out in 20 minutes. Interest rates didn't change at all. The dollar has been getting stronger. It's very rational to think that if anybody was worried about the U.S. having inflation, the currency would devalue, the dollar would come down. No, that is not the case. The dollar has been going up. It is back again being the most important reserve currency on the planet. There's a lot of people buying into it, driving it up. Several questions about wage inflation. Gee, it's wages. It's the new contract at John Deere. It's the union baristas at Starbucks. It's all kinds of things. Well, there are some wage increases, and we've talked about it's down there at the bottom end. It's the hourly wages up at 15 16 or in Colorado, $18. The rest of the wages don't have near the impact that they used to. There are more and more people that are not in the traditional job market anyway. They don't have wage issues. They're out doing whatever it is they do, DoorDash or whatever. The list goes on and on and on. More people are out there being self-employed. There isn't wage push out there. And however those people pay themselves, whether they're successful or not, isn't even mentioned in the wage numbers. Over on the corporate side, the markets are doing okay, kind of sideways. We tried to have a little correction here. Didn't work. Recovered right away. Looking for places where there might be balloons. The price earnings, the 12-month forward in this case, was getting a little steep. People were a little worried. It's actually gone sideways and starting to creep down. All the rest of the measures, and there's only about 200 of them, are kind of sideways, if not a little bit down. The indexes and a lot of the money being made in the stock market is really not creating a bubble yet. If you look at basic corporate America, and I'm part of that faction that follows companies like 3M and GE and Honeywell, some of them are doing better than others. Uh, 3M is a great venerable old American manufacturing company. They make fewer and fewer things. They make good money at it, but a lot of their product line is stuff that could be replaced in the blink of an eye, and it's starting to reflect in their stock value. Same with GE. They're struggling to become relevant again. Honeywell's doing a little better. They're getting more and more into technology. 
on top of manufacturing stuff. So the very nature of corporate America has begun shifting and adjusting to how the marketplace is changing. Governments, I know we talked long ago that, gee, the pandemic was going to hit governments as hard as it did in 2008 when all the real estate values went down. It certainly did not. You know this. We've talked about this before. In fact, the revenues on the state and local level are way up, not just organic revenues, but a lot of things like here, grant money for COVID, grant money for education, grant money for a lot of things. A lot of these government coffers look very well, and it's an integral part of where they're going with the infrastructure bill. The federal government, when there are some actual details in the infrastructure bill, the federal government is very clearly going to go, yeah, we'll pick up a percentage of what you're doing, but you've got money, spend it on your own stuff. They also recognize that there are a lot of states, and Colorado is one of them, they have a literal insatiable demand for municipal bonds, and they're going to say, gee, dig up some money, sell some bonds, let's build some new bridges. Perfectly understandable, not a bad solution. The last thing that might have been floating out there, you know, the specter, the spooky thing that was still unresolved is all the forbearance and the rent abatement and so on and so forth. And I've been watching the forbearance stuff very closely. Latest report here... Most of these people have gotten current with their mortgages again, caught up with their mortgages again. A lot of others are just barely behind, 60 days behind. The red down here is the only part that are really in foreclosure. And you'd have to be in such a bad part of the country that the value of the home that's being foreclosed on hasn't appreciated a little bit. So this is not going to be a big issue that's going to be dumped on state legislatures either. Okay, that's all for now. Markets are doing fine. There's no drama outside of the media. I appreciate you joining me. And always send questions along to info at shwj.com. And Merry Christmas from our family to yours.